0: You're listening to Encounter with God. It is the breakfast show. We are about to get into our Bible study. bunch of text messages to look at, but before we do, we have another question for our quiz. And just a reminder, we'd love to hear from our listeners. If you had something you would like to say, then please send us a text message or give us a phone call. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you have a question that you would like to send through for question of the day, send your questions through. The number is, here we go, 0491064. 669. Make sure you save the number in your phone.
1: Yep. Okay. So 400 point clue for the quiz. Who did Moses ask God to heal after God struck this person with leprosy for murmuring against Moses' foreign wife? Oh, hectic story there, 0491 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. For 400 points, you can win a book from our selection of bargain books, or you can get your points on the board, continue to work your way through the quiz. But again, for 400 points, who did Moses ask God to heal after God struck this person with leprosy for murmuring against Moses' foreign wife?
0: Okay, if you know the answer, you know the number to call. Let's have a look at what you've had to say this morning uh, in relation to the first hour of the show. This has come through on the text messages. And we go to the start of them, which says here, just uh, read on the news that Dr. Fauci is saying that America is getting another run of COVID and doesn't seem to care. It will cause more deaths than the previous one. This man is a prophet. It's an interesting statement here. I really have not researched I don't yeah. really comment on it. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, while it is true that solar power is more for daylight consumption, the benefit is that while you may not use it during the day, that solar panel power will return to the grid and your bill will be at least cut in half or more. My mm. neighbour receives only credit bills. Uh, the new panels will be great. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. And the great thing about solar panel is that it powers industry. Mm. And that's what that electricity is used for during the day. You're not using it, industry is using it. Mm. And so it does power industry. That is important. I still think that, you know, particularly, you know, the ultimate as far as renewable energies go is to be off grid. And yes, off grid, you're going to have to have more than solar. You're going to have to have storage. Mm-hmm. Whether you store that in a water tank or you store it in lithium or you store it some other way, you're going to have to in have
1: storage. Yeah, a big fan that a spins around. Yeah.
0: I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm amazed that the drug cartels are actually allowing farmers to do it. This was the story about yeah, growing forests. Right. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that they have enough suppliers. As you know, these drug cartels are absolutely vicious. Mm-hmm. But the great news for the farmers is that they can start a new business and a life for their families. That's right. Praying for the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lent. The history not, not not exactly known by many Catholic Christians or some Protestants. Amazingly, this pagan tradition has been popularized mostly by the Catholic Church and all the world follows along. Mm. There you go. Um, and a faster and whiteness, more division. Complements of the new world order. And that's really what it's, what it's all about. Mm. This whole race thing is all about division. Let's forget race. There's only one race. It's the human race. And NASCAR. Why?
1: Yes. And, <laughs> and the Dave Turner 500. <laughs> no, I'm just, just <laughs> Yes,
0: yeah, so like, like you were saying, well, one race, human race. The more we talk about it, the worse we make it. Mm-hmm. Really, we do. We just create more and more division and, put, and, and create more and more boxes and you're in this box and I'm in that box and everybody else is in every other box. Don't put me in a box. I'm just a human being. Mm-hmm. We are all blood-bought children of God. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Okay, talking about blood children of God, we're going to talk about Cain and Abel this morning. That's what we're going to be talking about this week. And, of course, that's what our Bible study is focusing on. We're going to, I mean, hey, back in their day, everybody was antediluvian.
1: Yeah, that's right. No white, race. white,
0: black, red, brown, or anything in between, yellow, none of those. They were antediluvian. Mm-hmm. And these are our ancestors. Mm-hmm. We all have the same ancestors. We're all related to each Correct. other. Correct. All right, let's go. And this is part of the problem with I'm, I'm whilst well, right. ranting. I okay, ranting, keep it I going, ranting. keep it going. But this is the problem with the with the whole theory of evolution. Mm-hmm. It allows us to have all of these differences between ourselves and to think of ourselves as being different. You know, Darwin saw you know the African race as being a race that was closer to monkeys. Mm. That's what he literally saw. And he's like, it's inevitable that the white race will overtake the African race because they are less evolved. Yeah, that's. This is is what evolution has given to us. Yeah. Now, did racism exist before evolution? Absolutely, it existed before evolution. Racism has always existed. But this is the interesting thing racism has always
1: existed, even before evolution. And the thing that spurs racism more than anything else is differentials in power. So if you have the ability to overpower a certain people group and to profit off of them or use them, whatever it be, like cough, cough, slavery, that kind of thing, um, then you will regardless of what color Absolutely. they are, any people group that you can enslave and you can Absolutely. use to benefit yourself, you will. Well, like, you know, for people with terrible morals. What the theory of evolution did was just come up with a justification for it Um that was scientific-based. Yes. Because up until that point, like, you're like, because, you know, it's so hard to understand, like, why would a Christian country like America, you know, proliferate such awful slavery. But that then that it's like the step before evolution, which is just completely denying the existence of God and the existence of morality and just being like, oh no, they're a worse off race, so they should they they deserve it because they're like they're unevolved, um, unlike you know us or whatever that argument might be. Beforehand it was like people were using which, by the way, like the theory of evolution is scientific in nature, like in the sense that You know, people call it a scientific theory and there are elements like that we can observe, but then the overarching narrative of the theory of evolution we can't observe. We can't observe macroevolution, which is one species turning into another species or, you know, probably the most difficult one is a, a cell. It making itself. We can see souls replicating, but not just coming into existence. Um, but before that point, uh, so that's like, ultimately, the point I'm trying to make is that the theory of evolution uses scientific principles to come up with a narrative that is bad science. Yes. And before that point, Christians used Christian language to come up with a narrative that is bad Christianity. And that, Absolutely. Was, that was ultimately, you know, uh, when we talk about like predestination and they're like, oh, why can't I enslave these people? Because they're not predestined to be saved, but I am. That...
0: Yes, yes. That is, that is literally what took place. And-, and, and the theory of evolution that Darwin came up with really created a scientific justification for what was already taking place at that time. That's right. Because, you know, the whole concept of African slavery was a relatively new concept. Mm-hmm. And it was driven by the fact that when Europeans arrived in the Americas, ninety-five percent of the population in the Americas was wiped out by European diseases, even mm-hmm. before the explorers penetrated the heartland of America of, mm-hmm. of the Americas. Mm-hmm. And so, they didn't have a native population that they could enslave. Yeah, you know, the whole world was driven on slavery. Yeah, they didn't have a native population, which was the original plan. They're going to enslave the native population, yeah. and that was how they're going to do it. Like they, they did also, in South America, because in South America, now, so I'm saying the Americas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Across across the board, across the Americas, this was the problem. Mm-hmm. The other problem was that they couldn't use white slaves because white slaves couldn't handle the, particularly the tropical diseases mm-hmm. that they were facing in, you know, in the Caribbean and places like that. And so they couldn't use white slaves. They couldn't use uh, Indigenous slaves. The only ones that they could use was African slaves because they had this superpower of being able to survive both European diseases because they'd been exposed to those and tropical diseases because they'd been exposed to those. Mm-hmm. And so... That's how that whole trade built up and took place in the Americas. And then Darwin came along and said, okay, this is actually scientific. Wow. It's really horrific. Yeah. Really, really horrific stuff. Yeah. And so I guess the point
1: is racism is... I, I, what I'm seeing is that like racism exists in a way, like like people, but it's never existed from the perspective that people... Well, I think it's a it's a more modern concept of racism existing because of just purely because of a difference of color and skin. It's always actually existed because you can you have the ability. Yeah, to... Yeah, it was
0: always just a power differential. That's right. That's 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 what. It wow. Was. Okay. Yeah. No, it's uh, the the history of our world and the history of slavery is it's a you're stepping on a landmine when we talk about yeah, that, that's that right. kind of subject. And but what we need to come back to is that we are all. The descendants of Adam and Eve, uh-huh. and we are all the blood-bought children of God.
1: That's right, where, where the Bible says there is neither Jew nor Greek.
0: We are all one mm. race. We are all the human race. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we start to divide up, you know, all the different races from there, and this is, and this is, you know, where where Paul talks about, you know, the 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 Jew and the Greek. Mm-hmm. This was the problem. He was facing racism. Mm-hmm. It was tremendous racism amongst the Jewish people because they saw themselves as being superior in those days. And he addresses, it like, no, we are all the same. Mm-hmm. You need to get over this. We all need to get over this and stop creating all of these divisions. I don't know how I got sidetracked onto this, uh, but it does come right into what we're talking about with the story of Cain and Abel and the wow. fact that we all descend from these guys.
1: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Lyle, that was a lie. It was? We don't descend from these guys.
0: We, send, we descend from
1: no, Adam and Eve. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But no, neither Cain nor Abel do we descend.
0: We don't. No. Because, because Noah came through, through Seth. That's right. No, I would argue that we do. Okay. All right. I would argue that we do. We carry the DNA of
1: at least Cain. What? How? Wasn't him and his descendants all wiped out?
0: Yes, but the sons of God saw the daughters okay. of men Ooh, that they were fair. Good point. And they intermarried. Yeah, there was, but there was but the when line they, of Seth. There was the line of Cain, and there was a lot of intermarriage between them. So it, we descend from both.
1: But when they intermarried, didn't didn't those who intermarried left leave the line of Seth to go and spend time in the valley instead of in the hills?
0: Well, we. Yeah, going what I'm saying is correct. What
1: I'm saying is correct, and <laughs> we come from the line of Seth. Don't know his
0: wife, what was her lineage? Yes, she, Or the wife of Shem, Ham, and Jatheth There's, there's they were all, all nah, they were all, uh, yeah. all Sethites. I'm, I'm claiming it. I'm just. You don't know <laughs> because what we do know was that there was a lot of intermarriage between those two lines. Sure. And the, you know, while you can always draw a direct line through your family tree uh, back to a certain individual, what you notice when you do your family tree is that. you only only have to go back a few generations and your family tree just becomes massively broad Mm -hmm. and you're suddenly related to everybody on the planet.
1: Well, if we go far far enough back, then that's actually true.
0: And I think (laughs) researchers have said that you cannot be more distantly related than a 33rd cousin to anyone on the planet. Wow. Yeah. I have heard that. I don't know whether it's true or not.
1: That's intense. Yes. That's closer than I thought. Like That's pretty far away, but that's still... That means that we're all marrying our cousins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's not think about. That. <laughs> oh dear! I have heard that. I don't know whether that's. Uh, um, I don't know whether that's true or not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's go do our Bible study, and we are going to read Genesis chapter three. Mm-hmm. Genesis chapter. Sorry, Genesis chapter four. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to look at verse two
1: in Genesis chapter four and verse two. The Bible says, "Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. And when they grew up, Abel became a shepherd, while Cain cultivated the ground."
0: You know, this is interesting because you've got these two very, very different brothers right here, and there's a division between them. At, you know, almost immediately, they mm-hmm. are you know quite quite uh, separate and different from each other. They have very opposite. Names, they have very opposite occupations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody's just texted through to observe. Uh, don't you think that racial discrimination actually started after the separation of the nations at the Tower of Babel? Tower of Babel, yes. Mm-hmm. And religious discrimination started at the separation of God's people and Cain's followers. I'd say religious discrimination starts in our story today. Mm. This is the origins of religious discrimination. Wow. It goes back a long way. They couldn't have racial discrimination back then. They only had one race. Mm-hmm. But they could have religious discrimination, and so they did. Mm. And that is sin right there. Mm-hmm. That is the evidence of sin right there. Okay, so the Bible says that Cain was a what? Cain <clears> was a a worker of the ground. He was like a... A tiller of the ground, the Bible says. Yeah,
1: like a person who owns like a nursery or something like that. Like gross stuff.
0: Probably more like a market gardener. Okay. He's producing produce. Yes, a nursery produces produce, but they produce produce plants. They can sell those plants to others. Probably all of the above. Yeah.
1: It, but also, like, he'd have a need to grow things for food, right? So he's probably yes. growing like crops. He's growing trees. He's growing all kinds of things.
0: That was his thing. That was his mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. He was a tiller of the ground, the Bible says. Abel was a what? A shepherd. Okay. The Bible says a keeper. Uh-huh. Of sheep, uh-huh. so one is someone who tilled the ground; the other is someone who keeps something. Mm-hmm. One does something; one keeps something. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. And there's an interesting contrast that you've got here. You know, you've got uh, Cain is called Cain, which means acquire. I have acquired a man of the Lord, man from the Lord, or I have acquired the Lord, depending on how you want to translate that. In the previous Bible study that we did yesterday. Uh whereas Abel just you know, simply means uh, it's kind of like breath.. Mm. And you've got Cain as a tiller of the ground, where Abel is a keeper of sheep, He keeps sheep. This implies, you know, the traditional method of shepherding, where you don't own sheep. You keep sheep. Somebody who keeps sheep is somebody who looks after them, somebody who understands their sheep, somebody who is sensitive to their needs mm. and provides for them. So one is someone who is a producer, the other one is a provider. Mm-hmm. And that's good. You know, We need to have variety in our world. Mm-hmm. If we only had shepherds, the world wouldn't work. <laughs> if we only had market gardeners, the world wouldn't work.
1: If we only had shepherds, I'd starve because I don't eat. Cheap. (laughs)
0: That's right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've got this uh, this contrast between these two individuals here right at the very beginning. And the Bible goes on to tell the story how that, of course, they bring different offerings. Mm. And this is where the tragedy really starts to kick in because when they bring these different offerings... Uh, let's read. Let's read verse one. Uh, let's read verse. Sorry, we're verse two. Let's read verse three, four, and five. The Bible says,
1: "When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift: the best of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but He did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected."
0: Okay, so I let's have some sympathy for Cain this morning. Mm-hmm. He has bought something that is meaningful for him. Mm-hmm. He has bought something that is a sacrifice for him. Mm-hmm. He has bought something that he's put his blood, sweat and tears into and he has produced it, he has created it from the ground. You know, mm. Not created, created, but grown it from the ground. This is something that has meaning to him. This is something that is a sacrifice for him. So he decides to bring it. Mm-hmm. Now, if, of course, Cain had wanted to bring a lamb, as God had said, you bring a lamb, then he needs to go and get one from his brother or somewhere else because he's not a key, he is not somebody who keeps sheep mm-hmm. and he's not going to know the lamb, he's not going to have a relationship with the lamb, he's not going to have any connection with the lamb, It's no sacrifice for him. Uh, the lamb is kind of irrelevant for him. Don't you have some sympathy for Cain right here? Like, kind of. But I think that sympathy is... I mean, shouldn't we... If we're going to make a sacrifice, shouldn't it be something that is meaningful to us? Well... Rather than meaningless? A lamb's a bit meaningless for Cain, isn't it? Yeah. There's but, no interest in sheep.
1: But the next two verses, like, really... Uh, not the next, two, I not I know, the next I know, two I know verses. we're not going there yet, but... the next but two verses. It essentially, like, it, it kind of quells that sympathy that I have because... yeah,
0: Because he gets angry. Mm. Well, no, well, not, for, not only because
1: he yeah, gets angry, but then also the advice that God gives him is, you know, in response to his end. So he's angry and he's dejected and he's upset that like, and this is, this is the thing that I okay. find really interesting. I, I want to talk about sacrifice real quick yes. um, because I've seen multiple times, and I've been tempted to feel this way myself, and I probably have done this too. I've seen people, you know, sometimes when we do things and we feel underappreciated, we get mad and upset. Right? We're like, oh man, didn't, didn't this person ap- appreciate what I did for them? And, and I definitely feel like there's, there's space to, to do that. Like say, let's say someone calls you up and asks you to do something for them. They ask for a favor and you're like, okay, well, I'm really going out of my way for you, but I'm going to do this because you're my friend and then you do it for them and then for some reason, like, they, they call it off or stuff you around or whatever it may be and it's like, wow, you asked me to do this and then you haven't come through and I've gone out of my way for you, so that's really rough. But then, we try to be generous in and of ourselves and we try and do things for people and we try to sacrifice, so to speak. Like, we're like, oh, I'll go out of my way for this person without being asked and then when we don't feel appreciated, we other, we get angry and upset. I just, I've seen this happen uh, multiple times. And I've done this myself, and ultimately, we realized that who was the sacrifice really for? Who was this effort really for? Was it actually for this person that you were going out of your way for? Um, because if it was, and you felt underappreciated because maybe you didn't do what you, they wanted you to do or whatever it may be, well, then you'd accept that and move on because you've done the wrong thing. But ultimately, this sacrifice isn't for Cain. This sacrifice is for himself.
0: Okay, I'm going to argue with that. I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Okay, Let's play the devil's advocate with this one because, you know, there's nothing wrong with something being a sacrifice for yourself and you giving up something that you really value and desire for the cause of God and that is close to you. In fact, it has a lot more meaning when you do so.
1: Okay, yeah, fair enough.
0: Okay, so I want you to think about this uh, for a minute. Let's say that, okay, so we've both been to Ethiopia. Uh-huh. And Ethiopia runs on uh, donkey power and motorbike power. It's powerful. It's that's, that's pretty much the two modes of transport yep. you have in Ethiopia. <laughs> so let's say God comes to you and I and says, look, we want you to, I want each one of you guys to donate a motorbike to Ethiopia. Uh-huh. And so I come to you and like, oh, what should I buy? And you give me some advice. I go buy it, send it over there. Uh-huh. And you donate your motorbike, which you've bought, you've loved, you've fixed, you've worked on, you've rebuilt. Isn't that much more of a sacrifice for you and isn't it so much more meaningful for you to do that than for me to just go and buy some random bike from down the street that you recommended to me? Um mm, but,
1: yeah, this this is where I'm like really see, anti where- I'm really anti sentimental and I'm like, bro, they cost the same money. Who <laughs> cares?
0: We understand that. Yeah. But you've put your blood, sweat and tears sure, into one of them. Sure.
1: Sure. Okay, I, I okay, I see where you're coming from. But ultimately, okay.
0: So I'm playing the devil. The, playing ultimately, the devil's if it doesn't fit, if it as, doesn't apply, as you need to understand. I'm not on Cain's side here, <laughs> but I am just trying to paint a bit of a picture of where Cain yeah. could have come from. Yeah. Oh. And there's a definitely. reason that there's a reason why I'm going here, and I'm going to come back after this next section to talk about why.
1: You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: It is the breakfast show here on Faith FM. We're about to have the 500 point quiz for our, question for our quiz. The yep, big one yes. coming right up.
1: Yes, we are just getting, uh, getting back in busy. I was a little bit preoccupied. Sorry, Lyle. That's all right. All okay. Good okay. We're here. Um, Waking for 500 points. Okay. Right here. What priests, the two sons of Eli were judges. For, oh, were judged for treating the Lord's offerings with contempt. I know, man, I'm, I know chapter and verse on this one. This is a, this is a classic story. Um, again, that question was, what two priests, the sons of Eli, um, were judged for treating the Lord's offerings with contempt? Now, for 500 points, you can win our book for today, which is the book, The Baptism of the Holy Spirit. By Dennis Smith. This book uh, presents the biblical teaching on bap- the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the benefits of receiving the gift in fullness. In fact, to the point where people had to be re-baptized in, in the literal sense to then be baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's something that Jesus said was necessary and important and that we need. So, 0491 064 669 is the number to call if you know the answer and you can win this book completely for free. And again, for 500 points, uh, this question is, what two priests, the two sons of Eli, were judged for treating the Lord's offering with contempt? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine.
0: Okay, so getting back to our Bible study, we were talking beforehand how that, you know, if and I was using this illustration, if, uh, if if God called you and I to send a motorbike to Ethiopia, and, sure. and, and I went and bought one, and sure. you, you gave one that you had put your blood, uh-huh. sweat, and tears into, there would be a difference in that. And, and we were having some sympathy for Cain right here. You um, were. Yes, well, uh-huh. I was, playing, I was, trying, I was trying to that, was see where that. Kane's
1: coming from. and I, I, Yeah, I can see where he's coming from, but I'm also like, that is just so narrow. Because let's, let's, okay, let's take the example of the motorbike. Yes. We, you know, I give them my blood, sweat and tears motorbike, but let's say my, the motorbike that I'm giving with my blood, sweat and tears is totally unpractical, unreliable, terrible, and absolutely not suitable to what they need then it doesn't matter how much I care about it. It's ultimately like it's a sacrifice that's worth nothing to them and it's only worth something to me.
0: Because it's not what they've asked for. That's right. Because you're going to give them a dirt bike because that's what you've got. Yeah. A trail bike.
1: I'm going to give them my trail bike. And And they
0: they may have asked for a road bike.
1: Yeah. And it's it's going to blow up. Really quick, and it's gonna not gonna
0: handle Ethiopian conditions. Well,
1: it probably would handle it even better. Yeah, but, but let's just it, say it's that, like it's like unreliable. That. Essentially, that's that's the biggest problem with trail bikes is that they're unreliable compared to every other form of motorcycle. Yes. And it's gonna last them all of not very long, and then they're gonna to have to spend money on it to maintain
0: it. It's because a trail bike is designed to be ridden on weekends, not every day. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so so I think I think you've raised a very a very valid point here in relationship to the illustration that makes the illustration that much bit bit better. I want to come back to okay, let's let's see what let's let's look at it from Cain's <laughs> perspective. And let's say that he's you know he's given something that his his blood, sweat, and tears that he's actually attached to. There's actually a sacrifice for him. Sure. How does God respond to Cain's sacrifice?
1: Uh, it says that he didn't accept Cain's sacrifice.
0: Okay. And and I think this is really important because often I think that we'd go to the end of the story where Cain becomes an outcast. Mm -hmm. And we think, okay, Cain didn't bring the wrong sacrifice and so Cain gets this incredibly harsh punishment of becoming an outcast. Mm -hmm. Cain's punishment is incredibly mild. Mm. They bring their sacrifices at the end of the year and Cain brings the wrong one. And God says to Abel, "Cool, thanks for that, appreciate it." And to Cain's, "Nah, that's not what I asked for." Mm-hmm. Um, and he just doesn't honour it. Mm-hmm. It's not that you know God doesn't turn around and create and 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 bring down fire and brimstone on him. God doesn't even rant and rave. Mm-hmm. God doesn't even God doesn't even say something. He doesn't even rebuke Cain. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make him an outcast or any of those kinds of things, none whatsoever at all. Doesn't do anything of like this. He's just like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. And so God's response recognizes that there is, you know, some element of, okay, I kind of get what you're doing. You're just doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can we can see reason in that. However, we need to stop and consider then. The other side of the story. So I've played devil's advocate long enough now. Mm-hmm. Let's let's now go to the other side of this particular story. When God asks us to do something, is God specific? Yeah. And is he specific for a reason?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So when God comes to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and says, you can eat all the fruit of all the trees in the garden except one, did God come to them and say, doesn't matter which one, you choose one? Uh, no. No, God chose one.
1: God chose the tree. That's right.
0: That's right. Uh, when God came to Naaman the leper mm-hmm. through the prophet Elisha mm-hmm. and said, "Go dip in the Jordan River seven times," did God was God specific? Did God did God say, "Go dip in the Jordan River as many times as you want"? Yeah, or any river. Or but, any river. Because that's the, the, the yeah, dispute that happens. I wouldn't want to go in the Jordan. Yeah. Have you seen the Levin's
1: Jordan? like, the Jordan is disgusting. Like, why I just, don't I go to the Euphrates? Hell. Like, you know, the, far, far. The, the the clearest, amazing, epic river ever. Yeah, Euphrates is not. and Not.
0: But Lebanon is world-renowned for having the cleanest springs anywhere on the planet. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'll go, I'll go dip in one of those springs. Yeah. If that's what's going to heal me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and this is the point. With the Garden of Eden, it wasn't about the tree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was about obedience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No matter which tree it was, it was about obedience, mm-hmm. and the, and God chose the tree. With the sacrifice, it wasn't about the sacrifice, it was about obedience. Yes, that's right. And Cain wasn't obe- obedient. With Naaman the leper, it wasn't about the river, it was obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, God didn't say go and choose your river. He didn't go say go and choose how many times. God said Jordan River, seven times. You know, people talk to me about the Sabbath and it's like, just keep one day in seven or keep your own Sabbath. Or, you know, God is not specific yeah. about this kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not the that's issue. It's not, not about ahead. the day. The day is like any other day. Sometimes it rains, sometimes it doesn't. It's just a day. Mm-hmm. The issue is not the day. The issue is obedience. That's right. Because it's obedience that shows where our heart is. Mm-hmm. And when we disobey like Cain did, when we disobey like... Like, like uh, Eve did and Adam did, and when or when we obey, like Naaman did, it shows where our heart is. Mm. And with all of those circumstances, it's not a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like like Naaman gets all in a half like I'll go and dip in the Farpa River, mm. and, and and his servants like, you know, if, if if Elisha asked you to do a big thing, you would have done it. Mm. Just go and do this small thing. Mm. You know, the Sabbath is not a big thing. It's just a small thing to do. Uh-huh. Go and do it already. It's the best thing ever. Why do people complain <laughs> about it? Well, I think
1: this ultimately reveals, like, so clearly more than anything else. Like, if it's like, if it's so much better for us and just better in general to obey God, then why don't we do it? And I think yes. it ultimately reveals, like, particularly in Naaman's case and particularly in Cain's case, it ultimately reveals pride. It does. That we consider our opinions and our wants and needs, you know, over and above God's. Like we are so narrow.
0: Like That's exactly where Cain came from. That's right. This was his wants and needs. He wanted to bring something that was special for him, but it wasn't what God asked for. Mm -hmm. And right there you've got a perfect illustration of the difference between salvation by grace and salvation by works. Mm-hmm. And this is why, you know, worshipping on Sunday, any other day that you choose when you know what the Bible says is salvation by works. Because it's you saying, my works are good enough for God. I don't care what he says. Mm -hmm. My works are good enough, God, and you're going to have to live with what (laughs) I bring to the table rather than what you asked for. Wow. This is Cain's Sacrifice. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different some great text messages that come through. I'm going to cover these real quick before we do our answers for the quiz. Uh, Raphael says this, the operative word is merely. He, that's Cain, merely took the fruit of the ground and disregarded the requirement of God. Merely meaning from the Oxford Dictionary, just, Mm. only. Mm. So that's a really good observation there. He only took something. He just took something. Uh, Then we've got another uh, a couple of, um, the, no implications, the, there's no implication there that he even chose the best of his fruit. I think that's valid as well. Wow. Um, then we've got one from Paula says, I understand what you spoke, Nimrod and Lent. It's got me thinking, did I give up those things for Jesus or me? However, this year I'm also lighting a candle for 40 days in gratitude for Christ's sacrifice. Your Bible study today, Cain and Abel, has me thinking about sacrifice even more. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's from Paula. Praise God then Stuart sent this one through. Have you considered the influence of Eve on Cain? She thought he was the Messiah and may have literally worshipped him. Cain okay, Maybe, though, wow. so I thought I can choose what is acceptable to God. Another possibility is that Cain had a very small number of pet sheep and for him to sacrifice was one, one was much greater sacrifice than Abel's sacrifice. Also, as the older brother, he could not humble himself to follow his younger brother. I definitely think that last comment there has a lot of... Uh, uh, a, a lot of credibility to it. I mm. think that's very, very much a part of what's going on here. The other ones are interesting points. We don't know, but mm-hmm. they're definitely worth thinking about. And then Paula again says, I agree. It's about obedience and respect. Did God ask Cain specifically for a lamb?
1: Well, the indication is yes. He did. He, yeah. he did. Mm hmm.
0: Okay, so those are our... Uh, it's great to hear from you guys this morning. Love hearing from our listeners. Right now, let's have some answers for our quiz questions.
1: All right, for 100 points, the answer was in. 200 points, adultery. 300 points, temperance slash self-control. 400 points, the answer was Miriam. And for 500 points, the answer was Hophni and Phineas. And we've got to shout out Kayla, who will also be our... Uh, person that we're doing for question of the day um, because she has answered every single question correct and taken home every single prize but right now it is time for
0: question of the day
1: Alright, our question of the day today, uh, Kayla asks, in light of what you discussed earlier about Easter and Lent having pagan origins, should we uh, how should we as Christians keep Easter, you know, i.e. Easter eggs, hot cross buns, um, or should we not partake a- in any of those things at all whatsoever?
0: Okay, so we're going to answer this in a few different, uh, we've got a few different aspects to this question. We probably won't have time for all of it today because we did do a bunch of text messages right there. The first thing that we're going to look at is Easter eggs and hot cross buns and I just want to say they are delicious, but I, also yeah. say, but I also want to say this, they're high in sugar and fat. That's right. So they might not be the best one. And
1: them. they're not vegan and I can't eat them. So uh,
0: Maybe an apple or an orange is a better idea. <laughs> Lyle, the ultimate health nut. That's powerful. <laughs> okay, so basically the issue of hot cross buns and Easter eggs is addressed directly in 1 Corinthians chapter 8. If you want your answer, mm. go to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Um, where Paul talks about this uh, in verse four he says, as concerning therefore, the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice to idols, in other words, are uh, used in pagan worship. Mm. we know that the idol is nothing in the world, and there's none other God but one. In other words, the idol is a piece of stone, it's a piece of gold, it's nothing, it does mm. not exist for there for though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, um, as there are gods many and lords, many, but to us there is just one God, the Father of whom all things. And we in Him, and Lord Jesus Christ, by whom all things, by whom are all things, and we by Him. Howbeit, there is not in every man this knowledge; for some, with conscience of the idol, unto this hour, eat it as a thing offered to an idol, and their conscience being weak, is defiled. Mm. It's like some people have come directly out of paganism. They eat a hot cross bun. They're not eating a hot cross bun. They're eating a Tamil's bun. Mm. They eat a Easter egg. That's the first fertility symbol to them. That's part of their old religion, and they can't go there. Mm. He says, the food doesn't commend us us not to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we don't eat are we the worse. But take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to those that are weak. Well, For if any man see you which have knowledge sit at meat in the idol's temple, shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? And through your knowledge, the weaker brother perishes for whom Christ died. And so this is the point that Paul makes in this chapter right here. It's like, the idol's nothing. Just go ahead and eat it or It's just food. All it is is uh, bread with sultanas in it and raisins and a cross on the top of it. Mm. All it is is a round piece of chocolate. Go buy a chocolate bar. It'll be cheaper. You'll get more value for your money. <laughs> That's all it is. If you want to eat it, eat it. But if it's going to cause somebody to stumble, If it's going to cause somebody to lose their Christian experience because they think, wait a minute, this guy is massively compromising, then don't eat it. Eat an apple or an orange instead. You'll feel healthier. I'm paraphrasing massively. (laughs) There's the answer to hot cross buns and Easter eggs. We're going to get to the rest of those issues over the next couple of days because these are questions that are relevant for where we are right now.
1: We have come to the end of the show this morning. Thank you for joining us, Lyle. Yes. They've joined us.
0: They've joined us. That's a, a... We're thanking them. Yes, we are indeed. (laughs) And we're about to give something away entirely for free, of course, Uh as you listen to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. That's what we do at the end of every show. Mm -hmm. We also want to remind you to stay tuned because when we finish, Tassie Encounters begins. And so the radio is only just going to get better and better and better all through the day. So Amen. it's just begun and we're going to be talking about Jesus all through the day here mm-hmm. on Faith FM because that's what we do and that's what we're all about. And, of course, if you'd like to study the Bible for yourself, if you're in the Hunter area, give Lawson a call. He'll come and study the Bible with you. That's what he does for a living. He does that all the time. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in the, yeah, I, I I do Bible studies as well from time to time. Don't forget to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm.
1: God guide to hold you with the sheep securely hold you God be with you till we meet again Until we meet again at Jesus feet we'll be with you till we
0: meet again Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one 1800 Faith FM